This is The Score Podcast. According to the Pew Institute, some 97% of Americans have a mobile phone and presumably have or are making on-time payments. Problem is, that data isn't widely reported to the credit bureaus, except when it goes to collection, and then it's likely to have a negative impact on credit scores. Seems unfair, but there's one fintech out there trying to solve for that. I'm Jeff Richardson, host of The Score Podcast, where we always speak to the most innovative leaders in the credit industry. Today, I'm joined by Steve Eli, CEO of Credible, which provides credit-building services to help consumers and small business owners build better credit scores by leading them on a credit-building journey as simple as applying for a credit card or as complex as buying a home. Steve spent years working for one of the big three credit bureaus, so he brings a pragmatic perspective to this issue. Steve, thanks for joining us today on The Score. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be with you. So the first question, how does eCredible work and how does the data impact the type of scores that lenders use? It's, it's not really a hypothetical, is it? No, it's not. So what we wanted to solve for was how could we take phone and utility bills that we knew scores like Vantage score already valued in your credit scoring model as long as the data were present in the credit file and get it in the credit file. So that's what we set out to do about five years ago. And now we're finally starting to have some significant success there where we're helping consumers and small business owners report their telecom and utility accounts to credit bureaus. The secret here, though, is that it's going into the core file. It's not going into a separate database and getting merged. And that's really important because now when a lender pulls a credit file from TransUnion, for example, if our consumer used a credible lift to report their phone and utility bills to TransUnion, it's going to show up in that credit report. If they ask for a Vantage 3 or a Vantage 4 credit score along with their TransUnion credit report, it's going to be part of the score calculation. So this is a super big win for the consumer and the small business owner because now these bills that they're already paying anyway, that they historically haven't gotten credit for, now they get an opportunity to do that. That's awesome. And you mentioned small businesses, and that's, of course, an area you and I have a shared interest in. We're both working on and part of the OCC's much-discussed Project Reach Working Group, specifically the, the working group that's aimed at making small business lending more inclusive. So what, in your estimation, are the current barriers in place to helping more credit-worthy minority and lower-income future entrepreneurs access the capital they need to, to start a new business? The problem that exists for small business access to capital is very similar to the problem that exists for minorities that have poor access to personal capital. If you're a startup small business, you're an entrepreneur, this is your first time running and starting a business, the reality is you're going to have to make personal guarantees. There's no mainstream lender that's going to take a chance on you and extend you either a significant line of credit with good terms or provide you with a meaningful loan. And so what we're trying to do for the small business owner is say, for the entrepreneur that's just started, let's focus on your personal credit, make sure that it's the best that it can be so that when you go apply for that business credit card that requires a personal guarantee, at least you'll be able to get approved and apply for good terms. But in parallel, we're going to help them build their business credit at the business credit bureaus so that a year or two or three down the road, when they can now transition away from their personal credit to business credit, they've got good business credit scores. And so we want to make sure that we can help that small business owner be ready for that. 
So one of the features of eCredible is that it's permission-based, consumer permission data. It's a very hot trend and very promising, particularly from a model building perspective. So what are your thoughts on the growth and the use of this data and kind of its use cases? Yeah, so I think about it in two different dimensions. Do you want to engage with the end user to get the data to put it into a credit file, into a persistent data store? And the second dimension is what I would just simply call the transactional use case. It's the use case where I'm in front of the computer submitting an application in real time. I want to include additional information that could be consumed by the underwriting software and make a decision in that transaction. But what we see people doing, especially in the small business arena, and this is even true with consumers, is giving the platform, which is the lender sitting on the backside of that platform, giving that platform access to cash flow. Where do you get cash flow? Out of your checking account. Then the other use case would be the small business that's applying for a loan. And the bank wants to see cash flow, but the average small business has three or four banking relationships. So to get a really 360 view of that small business, you have to link to the accounting package. So I see both models doing well and performing well over time. With today's consumers, especially the younger ones, they're not afraid to link and share their data. That's not really a barrier like it would be for older consumers who just frankly don't want to share their bank account information with other third parties. Yeah, our data indicates the same willingness. But let me just go back for a second to your point about the transactional use case. And I'm curious about the marketplace on eCredible's website. And imagine you get a fair amount of consumers visiting eCredible's website that either have no or or limited credit or damaged credit. And so consumers go to the site, opt into services, and then potentially apply for a loan. It, It seemed rather frictionless, but I wanted to kind of check in with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that we worked very hard at was we wanted to make sure that when we took the consumer on this credit building journey, that we had the journey from the very beginning to the very end. And what I mean by that, it's going to start with, you know, let's pick a young person or an immigrant that has either no credit or limited credit. We want to be able to take them, link their phone and utility accounts, furnish that to TransUnion, and then have the consumer be able to go apply for an offer, a credit card, a personal loan, a student loan, those kinds of products, increase their odds of approval knowing that the lender that's making the offer, when they pull the credit report and the credit score, they're using the data that we've impacted. You know, So what we've done is we've built a marketplace that contains these offers where we know that those lenders are already pulling TransUnion credit reports in their underwriting process. It doesn't guarantee the consumer is going to be approved when they submit their application, but it significantly increases the odds of approval. If we take our consumer and help them build a credit score at TransUnion and then send them off into the wild and they land up going to some website that isn't using TransUnion credit reports, well, they're probably going to get declined because, you know, the impact that we help them get on on their credit score is only at TransUnion. I would love for it to be at all three bureaus. Uh, Trust me, that that would be nirvana for us. But today we're just reporting to TransUnion and maybe someday we will report to all three bureaus. Well, I do a lot of these interviews and I look at the market pretty closely and it seemed to me quite unique. Steve, thank you for your time today and sharing all of the great innovation that eCredible has brought to the marketplace. This was really informative. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, Jeff.
eCredible is uniquely threading two important trends, alternative data and consumer permission data. In the past, lenders may have viewed this skeptically, but we're now in a different place where using new data sets and different approaches to credit underwriting is everywhere. It's how lending is done, quite frankly. And so when so many of those we want to reach are carrying around very expensive cell phones, the future of using that data is bright. I'm Jeff Richardson, and thanks for listening to The Score. I look forward to our next discussion. The views and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of VantageScore Solutions. Visit VantageScore.com to learn more.